Hello and welcome to the Baseball by the Yard podcast, the podcast and website that teaches players and coaches how to go from good to great, one inch at a time. And now here's your host and founder of Baseball by the Yard, Coach Bob McCreary. Yes, hello everyone. This is your host, Coach Bob McCreary, the founder of Baseball by the Yard. Uh, I'm a former Little League, middle school, high school, college, and professional baseball player, as well as a former Little League, middle school, high school, college, and professional coach. So I have a pretty good, pretty strong background in the game of baseball. And my website, baseballbytheyard.com, is, is been, uh, has been going on for over 10 years now. And on that website, I try to teach players, coaches, parents, and just general baseball fans the finer points within the game of baseball. Uh, currently, I have over 1,400 blog posts. Most of them are written uh, about various uh, aspects of the game. I'm also quickly approaching 300 videos, which are all, also on my website. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel where you could see all those videos to get a good idea about the game of baseball. And so um, I also try to provide a lot of resources for coaches as well. So um, really, if you're a fan of baseball, if you're a player, a coach, parent, um, really one-stop shopping for baseballbytheyard.com, really for all areas of the game. So as I said, I've been doing this for quite a while, but this is actually my first official podcast, so welcome. I know there are a lot of choices out there, and so if you ran across this podcast, I certainly appreciate uh, your time. When I come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about myself, uh, talk about why I called my website Baseball by the Yard, uh, kind of give you an example of some of the things that I talk about on my website, and I'll uh, talk about it in the podcast in the future as well. And then I'll wrap up with kind of how I plan to do these podcasts, uh, scheduling and things like that. And hopefully uh, you like what you hear and we'll come back. So when I come back, we'll start off with why I call my site Baseball by the Yard. Okay, so why do I call my website baseball by the yard. What on earth does that mean? Well, it actually goes back to a time when I was 18 years old. So I won't tell you how old I am right now, but that was that was quite a long time ago. So anyway, uh, I, I grew up right outside of Philadelphia. And uh, like a lot of kids who played baseball during the summers, we played American Legion baseball. Uh, that's pretty much all there was uh, at that time. Now, I'm not, how, I'm not sure how American Legion baseball works in other states, but in Pennsylvania, towards the middle to end of the season, they would start to have uh, like these progressive-type all-star games. Basically, it would start off with uh, your individual league would have an all-star game, and scouts would show up, professional scouts would show up, and then at the end of the game, they would uh, read off a list of names that were going to move on to the next all-star game. So the next All-Star game, you would play the All-Stars, selected All-Stars from a different league. And then it kept going. Okay, So at each game, they would select a new type of player, a new list of players from that game, and have those players move on uh, progressively. So in the state of Pennsylvania, the last game, and of course the ultimate goal, was to make the East-West American Legion All-Star game. So I was fortunate that I was able to make the, uh, the East, East squad, 
And so uh, we played the West All-Stars from the state of Pennsylvania in Boyertown Stadium. So if you're from the Philadelphia area, uh, actually from Pennsylvania at all, and you, you're, you've been around for a while and you know baseball, of course, you probably have heard of the name Boyertown. Uh, certainly they've had quite quite a baseball uh, tradition in Boyertown. And so that's where the East-West game was held. Well, unfortunately, on the day of the game, uh, it was like a monsoon. There was, it was, I couldn't believe how hard it was raining. So we were, we were sitting in the dugout waiting for the game to start. And in my mind, I'm like, there's no way we are playing this game because it is just a monsoon standing water over the course of the, uh, the entire field. So anyway, we're waiting for the game to start. And in fact, actually we did play the game, which was a miracle. We probably shouldn't, but the West Coast team was not going to be able to come back on another day because uh, Town is very, very strongly in the eastern part of Pennsylvania. So there really probably was no uh, scheduling, rescheduling that game. So anyway, uh, we're in the dugout waiting for the uh, game to start. And a professional scout walked into our dugout and started to talk to a lot of the guys on our team. And I remember one of my one of my teammates who was who was there that day uh, asked the scout, and he asked him a question. He said, "How much better are major league players compared to us?" And the, I remember the scout smiling, and he put his hands out in front of him. So think about if like someone asked like how big of a fish did you catch and you put your arms out and you put your hands out to kind of give you an idea of how big it is so anyway he did that and he basically had about three feet between both of those hands okay and he basically said this much major league players are about this much better than you guys in everything that they do so that stuck with me now he he had to leave someone called him out of the dugout and he left so he really didn't have a chance to explain it, but that stuck with me. And over the course of my days uh, of playing, uh, like I said earlier, I was fortunate to play professional baseball. Before that, I, I was able to get a scholarship at Villanova University uh, outside of Philadelphia. I was drafted in the 19th round by the Minnesota Twins and was able to get to the AA level as a shortstop and then got back to AA as a pitcher. So pretty good playing career. But as I moved through the game of baseball, I began to realize what that scout meant, that virtually everything major league players do uh, is, is faster. Uh, it is about three feet faster than a high school kid. Now, what a lot of high school kids and young players don't realize is how long it takes to whittle that time down. Uh, it takes a tremendous amount of effort, tremendous amount of skill and constant learning of the game to try to whittle down those three feet so that you can keep playing at the next level. So when I created my website, Baseball by the Yard, I used that because three feet equals one yard. And so the purpose of my website was to teach the game and teach all the finer points of the game and help kids try to reach their full potential and give them the tips and tricks and skills and techniques that they can practice over and over again so that they can whittle down that three feet and hopefully uh, not just get to the levels that uh, I was fortunate to play at, but uh, hopefully even farther as a result. So that's what the term baseball by the yard means. Three feet equals one yard. And hopefully I can help kids kind of whittle down uh, that time. Now, I also had uh, a baseball family. So I was fortunate uh, not only to be a pretty good player, but 
had some really good coaches as a young kid, just coming from my family. So my grandfather actually pitched for the Philadelphia Phillies in the 1930s. Uh, and so when I pitched, of course, I was getting a lot of almost like major league coaching uh, at a very young young age. Uh, my father was a player at Temple University, uh, so he played in high school and college. He also was a college coach at Temple University as well. In fact, when he was at Temple, uh, they actually came in uh, third place in Omaha. They went to the College World Series, and at that time, they not only played for first and second in the championship game, but they played for third and fourth as well. So Temple came in third place, which is quite an accomplishment for a pretty small school in uh, the north. But my father sparked an interest in those finer points of the game as well. Um, while at college, he obviously got a pretty good education in the game of baseball, but really where he learned a lot about how to play at a high level was actually occurred in the Army. He was drafted into the Army uh, in the 50s, and he was sent to eventually to Fort McPherson. Now, at that time in Fort McPherson, there was a general who was a baseball fanatic. Uh, and so he made sure that if any Major League Baseball players were drafted into the Army, that he maneuvered so that they could get to uh, Fort McPherson because he wanted the best team. Uh, in fact, when my dad was there playing on that team, uh, they were the all-Army uh, champions uh, because that's what the general basically wanted. So that's where my dad had a, the opportunity to play around a number of uh, Major League players, and he picked up a lot of information on, on kind of their approach to the game, all the little things that they did well that he really had never heard of before. And so when I was growing up, I was not only getting information from a major league pitcher, from my grandfather, but I was also getting a lot of tips and tricks from a father who was a college coach as well as had a chance to play alongside uh, a lot of major leaguers. And I was able to pass that on to me at a young age. So the purpose of my website is to take all that information and put it into small size bites, whether it's articles, blog posts, videos, as a way of trying to get people to learn more about the game of baseball. So uh, let me give you an example of one of those little things. So when I was little, uh, I think the very first Major League Baseball game I went to was, of course, I was watching the Phillies since I, I grew up outside of Philadelphia. And we went to Veterans Stadium. And I don't remember, I don't think we ever bought tickets to any any professional game. Typically, maybe my father would have a friend who gave us tickets or something like that. So I, I remember going to Veterans Stadium. And I don't know if it was the first time I was there, but it was one of the first times. I was probably eight or nine years old. And I can remember to this day, we were sitting up in the 700 level, which if you're around Philadelphia and you've ever been to Veterans Stadium, uh, you, you know about the 700 level. Okay, Philadelphia fans are, don't have the best reputation around the country. And if you mention the 700 level, people just shake their head because that's generally where all the nonsense was uh, at Eagles games and Phillies games and so forth. So our tickets were always in the nosebleed sections. And so I remember being up there, and I can picture me right now, if I close my eyes, I can picture... Uh, that very game where we were uh, up above home plate, a little bit more towards the first base side, but way up in the upper deck. And uh, in the 70s at that time, uh, Gary Maddox was the center fielder for the Philadelphia Phillies. And so I remember he was up at the plate and he hit a line drive in the right center field gap. And Gary Maddox could fly. So where he hit it and so forth and how fast he was, it was stand-up. It was going to be a stand-up triple. 
So anyway, uh, I'm, of course, watching the play. I'm up out of my seat, jumping up and down. And he rounds second base, and he puts on the brakes. He almost slips and falls. He puts on the brakes, and he comes back to second base. Now, the stadium went nuts because he clearly could have been on third base, standing up. There wouldn't have even been a play at third base. So everybody's booing, and I'm like, what in the world is going on? I turn to my dad, like, what is he doing? How come he's not on third base? And my dad calmly, never got out of his chair, just looked up at me and said, he missed second base. And I looked at second base. I'm thinking, wait a minute. There is no way you saw that from all the way up here. Like second base is, I can't believe how far it is. And I said, what? He goes, yeah, he missed second base. He had to go back to second base. And just calm as can be. And in my head, I was like, "There's he's just making that up. There's no way. So anyway, a couple guys down from us actually had a radio. And so while he was watching the game at the stadium, he was listening to the Phillies announcers on the radio. And at that time, they didn't have the Jumbotron where you could see all the replays like you can now. But the people in the booth had the opportunity to see the replay. And sure enough, when they watched the replay, they saw him round second base, miss second base. And that's why he stopped and went back. And I heard the guy next to me with the radio go, yeah, oh, apparently he missed second base. I was astonished. I couldn't believe it. My dad had watched that and saw him miss second base from all the way up in the nosebleeds. And on the way home, my dad was saying, listen, when most people, when you're on the game, when you're on the field, most people are going to watch the baseball. But middle infielders have to watch players whether they touch the bags or not. So as they're going out for the relay, they're going to look over their shoulders and watch him touch second base. So the first baseman is going to watch him touch first base. The middle infielders have to watch him touch second base and so forth. So Gary Maddox knew that if he missed second base, somebody was going to notice that and he was going to be out if they appealed it. So that's why he stopped and went back. So that's an example of one of those finer points that I was learning at a, at a young age. And throughout my career, uh, the, that has benefited me in terms of watching runners touch bases so many times. Even when I was little, I was catching guys not touching bases. When, when everybody else was watching the ball in the gap or all the way to the fence, I, I followed my dad's directions. And I always watch runners touch bases. And so those are the types of little things that I was learning at a very young age. And so when I was done playing, I had all these tips and tricks in my head that I had accumulated throughout playing. I really became obsessed with learning more about those little things over the course of my career. And so my website is an attempt to 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 share all those little things to players, coaches um, who didn't have the ability to have the coaching uh, that I had. So if you've been to baseballbytheyard.com, you've seen how I do it. Uh, the boatloads of little tips and tricks to help players uh, in the game of baseball. Okay, so when I come back, let's talk about how this podcast is going to play out and be structured in the future. Okay, so here's the plan for my website. The average commute to work in America is just under 28 minutes from what I what I can tell. And so that's kind of the goal is to make podcasts 
uh, roughly about that time, because I know I'm a big podcast listener on the way to school every day because my day job is a high school teacher. I'll talk more about that in another podcast. And so my plan right now, anywhere from 20 to 30 minute podcasts uh, at the start, I'll probably do every other week. But hopefully if I get the hang of it and I enjoy what I'm doing uh, and I get some good feedback, hopefully I can switch that to uh, once every week as well. Now, the structure of the podcast uh, is a little bit new, a little bit old. Uh, I'll probably start off each podcast with some new content, uh, tips and tricks, little things, finer points of the game for players and coaches. And I'd like to also go back and uh, kind of feature a post that I did years ago uh, and bring it up again, maybe update it, evaluate it, explain it, give some new information about that as well. And of course, uh, along my travels in the game of baseball as a player and a coach, I've certainly run into a lot of great baseball people. So I'd like to have some interviews in the future uh, as well. Now, like any other good baseball player, of course, baseball is a game of adjustments. So uh, at any time, I certainly will step up and make some adjustments to hopefully make it more entertaining for you. So thank you very much for your time. Stop back, subscribe, uh, all that stuff you would do with podcasts. Take care and look at my website, baseballbytheyard.com, if you have not yet already done so. So until next time, I'm Coach McCreary signing off. Have a good day, everybody. 